Welcome to the Skift India Travel Podcast. Today, we are diving into the world of Red Sea Global, the multi-project developer behind the world's most ambitious regenerative tourism destinations, the Red Sea and Amala. Joining us today is Reema Al-Mukhtar, Director, Travel Trade Marketing of Red Sea Global, with whom I'm up for an interesting conversation. Welcome, Reema. We've been hearing a lot about the Red Sea Global lately, and congratulations on the recent launch of Red Sea Global's first consumer campaign. Hello and good morning. Thank you very much for this beautiful introduction. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much, Reema. Um, since we spoke about the first consumer campaign, I, I want to ask you, my first question would be, what is what is the main focus of the Red Sea's uh, consumer campaign? And how is, how is it being executed across different markets, including domestically as well as internationally? All right. So Red Sea Global is the developer of two beautiful destinations called the Red Sea and Amala. Um, the Red Sea has just started opening its booking systems to welcome people to its beautiful destination. This marks uh, a great uh, milestone for the destination and the Red Sea Global, the developer behind it. Um, we're opening our bookings to our beautiful uh, desert resort, the Six Senses, St. Regis, our beautiful um, island resort in the Mono Island, and the opening of the first phase of the airport to welcome flights from Jeddah and Riyadh. And with that, we decided to celebrate it and tell the world and welcome them and invite them to our beautiful destination. Uh, this is the reason behind uh, launching the consumer campaign, See Beyond. When we say See Beyond, it's we want to encourage people to look further than just traveling, further than just experiencing uh, a destination. It's more than that. It's culture, it's food, it's regenerative, it's sustainability. So we want people to experience experience something new and add something completely different to their bucket list. And this is the Red Sea for you. Okay. And and how are you executing it across your different markets, you know, Brilliant. domestically and internationally? Brilliant. So it's, um, it's a digital campaign that we are targeting um, our, um, uh, our mar markets, starting with GCC and Saudi Arabia, of course. And then we have India, Germany, UK, Italy and France. Those are our primary markets. Um, they will find it everywhere when it comes to digital banners, to SEO, to social media platforms, and so on. Then we're mm -hmm. cascading it into travel trade events as well. So you'll find mm -hmm. it in our next WTM, ILTM, Sate India, and some of the roadshows. So we are not only targeting consumer, we're also targeting trade to start registering in our Juniper system and work with us to build this beautiful itineraries and invite their clients to our destination. Great. Excellent. Um, Rima, uh, Red Sea Global's interest in the Indian market and your uh, you know, unique offerings compared to other Middle Eastern destinations is also crucial to understand your strategy for attracting Indian tourists. Do tell us about how big is your focus on India and how do you market yourself differently from other Middle Eastern countries? Sure. So I'm not going to say Red Sea Global is only interested. I think the whole country is interested in the yes, Indian traveler. Absolutely. So the whole country is targeting India. It's one of the biggest markets that we want to invite and join, join us in experiencing our beautiful country. So we have started last year with hiring one of the best um, representatives in the country, Think Strawberries, who are working with us on um, PR, 
marketing and travel trade, which is sales. We have launched our market entry events in Delhi and Mumbai in 22. We met with the best travel agents, tour operators, OTAs, travel associates, airlines, B2B media, and so on. Then we participated in roadshows such as um, Sate and OTM. And mm -hmm. we also did a million sales mission where we went to Mumbai, Delhi, Ahmedabad and met with the travel, uh, travel trade agents and media. We are always connected with the media in India where we send our latest news, we pitch our stories, we give them the top tier exclusive interviews because we want the people and the media to understand that we are happy to welcome them and we're excited for them to experience this beautiful destination. Rima, very interesting that you mentioned that, uh, you know, the entire country is interested in the Indian tourism because, of course, Saudi Arabia announced that last year it welcomed about one million Indian visitors. Yep. And this year it aims to double the visitation numbers to two million. And That's by 2030, true. it aims to reach over 12 million Indian visitors. And I see that uh, cooperation with Saudi tourism is a pivotal aspect of Red Sea Global's plans to tap into the growing Indian tourism market. But um, uh, understanding the specific cities in India where uh, Red Sea Global concentrates its marketing efforts can also provide insights into their targeted audience and potential reach. Mm -hmm. So um, you mentioned about your sales mission. Uh, mm -hmm. In which cities in India are you focusing your marketing promotional activities? And I know that you mentioned smaller cities like Ahmedabad as well. Yeah. So basically, our main focus is going to be, of course, um, the main cities when we do all the activations. So Mumbai, Delhi, um, Ahmedabad, we have Kuchi and Hyderabad as well, Bangalore and Delhi. These are the cities that we're focusing on when it comes to sales mission, because this is where the luxury travel trade are setting. But then also the marketing campaign is pan-India. So anyone, mm -hmm. anywhere who have access to uh, a smartphone will be able to see the, uh, the campaign. Interesting. Um, what is what is your perception on the Indian market's price sensitivity, Rima? And how do you plan to approach to deliver value to Indian tourists? Interesting question. All right. So I don't have a personal perspective, but India is very, very close to us when it comes to culture, to beliefs, to hospitality, to family, to ethics. So we understand each other very well. Um, the proximity to, to India by flights and accessibility. And it's very easy for the India market to get our visa. And this is why we work closely with Saudi Tourism Authority, because when I, whatever issue we have when it comes to visa, it's very easy to solve it with them. Um, they are more spread and more uh, available in the India market. So we jump on their wagon sometimes and go on their roadshows and make sure that we are yeah, united with their stories as well. Because most of the India market are, they might not come only for red seats. So they might have uh, a B-leisure trip where they go to Riyadh for a business trip, but then extend their trip and come to Jeddah or come to mm -hmm. Red Sea and so on. So we work closely with them. Um, we have beautiful cultural similarities. So short trips, long trips, the, all of these are available. And this is what we work with when it comes to the India market. Okay. Um, Rima, um, Red Sea Global's commitment to environmental conservation and its impact on visitors' numbers and tourism approach 
is also an essential aspect of your sustainability strategy. As that, yes. uh, you know, you have been you are capping visitor numbers to ensure your targeted thirty percent net conservation benefit to the destination. So yes. does that mean that you're not looking at very ambitious visitor numbers? What we're looking is for people to enjoy their time at the destination. And mm -hmm. we look after our planet as well. So over tourism mm -hmm. has been an issue in many countries where everything is crowded. Right. People are not enjoying their time. People are not um, caring about the environment. And we put people and planet first when we develop, when we um, host people, and when we um, even hire people. So if we are looking at um, over-tourism, you will not be enjoying your time at the destination where you have your privacy and your space and all the activities that you want. The last thing you want is to stand in a line to go to a restaurant. So Correct. capping this is making to ensure that we deliver the promise of luxury, the promise of sustainability, the promise of regenerative. So yes. So uh, you mean to say that you're looking at something called, uh, you know, the high value and low impact tourism? 100%. Some Okay. Uh, Rima, I would also love for you to share your insight into Red Sea Global's assessment of India's potential as an outbound tourism market while you shed light on your broader international tourism strategy. Because, of course, you know, um, Skift recently, uh, this year, we did a uh, mega trend about the fact that India is going to be the next China as far as outbound tourism is concerned. And we have a demographic advantage, you know, a rising middle class. So can you can you comment a bit on that as well? Sure. Well, um, I have been part of the roundtable actually on Skift where we discussed this all together. And the beautiful mm -hmm. trends that are coming are actually very attractive. India travelers are very trendy. They like to be on the latest trend, see what's happening in the world. AI it is, technology, digital. They're always updated with what's happening in the world. And they're always the first to jump on a wagon when it comes to exploring new territories. So... Um, we, we like to be on that wagon as well. So luxury outbound travelers are 3.6 million and growing where 65% of luxury travelers. Quarries mm -hmm. original from Mumbai, Delhi and Bangalore. And this is why we focused on, on that. But also the profile of Indian travelers are well-informed and sophisticated, educated. They look for new destinations, activities, and this is perfect fit for us. So major drivers... For them is sightseeing, entertainment, nightlife. So we are when we look at the insights of the Indian market, it's the perfect fit. And I understand why why Skift is focusing on that because that's a really gem for travelers and for destinations. There's a growing interest interest in the adventure, sports, wildlife, safaris, ecotourism, and this is exactly where you see Red Sea coming. Mm -hmm. um, the number of profiles of uh, outbound travelers in India in 23 was set up to 20% increase. Immersed travel, extensive itineraries. So there is everything that you would look for when it comes to the Indian traveler. And this is why the main focus will be on them on this year, inshallah. Okay. Uh, Rima, you mentioned about uh, your roadshows in so many Indian uh, cities. So yes. during the roadshows, what were some of the insights that you got into it? And how, uh, you know, how are Indians approaching the Red Sea Global as a destination? Do you want, I'll answer that on a personal level. I think Indian travelers are very colorful. They like to celebrate. A lot of the requests that came to us are weddings, birthdays, graduations. So this is how they see traveling. Traveling to them is a celebration. They want to take their family, go away and enjoy a beautiful 
sunset in a beautiful destination, go diving, experiencing. So this is most of the requests that we have been uh, facing when it comes to the India market. They're into luxury, they're into really good food, they're into celebrations, as I mentioned, and way, way more. So FIT, honeymooners, family trips, be leisure. It's just, I think there's something for everyone that we can provide and that we can work together with when it comes to the India market. Mm-hmm. Rima, I was um, recently at the Skift, India, uh, Skift Summit, uh, Skift Global Forum in New York. And mm-hmm. I had a session with Omer Akar, who is the CEO of Accor's uh, Orient Express and the uh, and the Raffles Hotels. Yes. So uh, Omer and I, we were discussing about, you know, our topic was about redefining luxury in a modern world. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, like how, uh, since, you know, we've talked about Red Sea Global as, uh, you know, uh, a luxury tourism sector. So, uh, you know, how has luxury changed uh, lately and how do you approach luxury tourism? So luxury can be defined in a million ways. Some people see Mm -hmm. luxury in time. Some people see luxury in materials. Some people uh, see luxury in privacy. So you can define luxury the way you want and uh, we can design this for you. So if you want luxury in um, space, So people want to stay away from other people and enjoy their family time and have a private dinner and and other people want luxury in materials and stay in the top 10 best hotels in the world or top 10 brands uh, in the world. And other people want luxury of experiencing a new thing, diving with the last coral reef in the world or experiencing um, um, uh, just working with nature and mending with nature and yoga in the morning. So luxury is completely different than it used to pre-pandemic and people are more aware of their own stories and their own health and their own privacy. So luxury is completely different than we, what we thought 10 years ago and what it is now. And, and do, you think, do you think that uh, Indian travelers are uh, ready for uh, the change in the luxury tourism scenario? 100%. As I mentioned, they're very trendy, updated. They know exactly what's happening in the world. And you will find bits and pieces in every single person that is excited to, to do something new, to try something new, and to explore a new destination and a new um, land. So yes, 100%, they are ready. And uh, Rima, last uh, question is, what are some of the projects at the Red Sea Global that you personally are excited about and why? Oh. Oh my God. So when uh, Vision 20, this is, uh, I think, my favorite question. Thank you. Um, so uh, since the Vision, as a Saudi, of course, you know I'm Saudi, as, uh, when the Vision was announced in 2016, I think everyone took a step back and, go, and went like, wow, this is very ambitious. And we are very keen to see how Saudi Arabia is going to turn. This is a brave, brave vision. So when you actually see things moving forward and things are being developed, Saudi pride reaches to the roof because we were a close society. Not a lot of people came to our country. Not a lot of people came and explored the culture, explored our personality. And now we're open to the world. And actually, I am working on the first giga project to be delivered and to be open to the world. Being a part of this is just a great pride and a beautiful, beautiful thing footprint for me personally. So yes, I'm excited for people to come because we've been talking about this beautiful country for centuries, but all, everyone came for Hajj and Umrah and left. 
but now they can come extend their visa stay and explore this country and see our culture, eat our food, wear our clothes and be part of it. So yes, I'm very excited. And this is one of the main reasons why I work for Red Sea Global. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rima, for all that you've My shared dear, with us today. Uh, we are excited about the opening and look forward to see how Red Sea Global's ambitious projects unfold. I cannot wait to welcome you and be part of your experience and journey in Red Sea. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening in and stay tuned for more episodes of Skift India Travel Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite listening app. This has been the Skift India Travel Podcast. Thank you for listening.